Welcome to Vision Chat, a podcast about spiritual topics, with your hosts, Virginia and Stina. Hello, and welcome back to Vision Chat. In this episode, Virginia and I are interviewing Johnny Torgishan. Johnny Torgishan is a hypnotist and spiritual medium. He started his development of the age 18 and has since then always been fascinated by life after death and the human experience. In 2018, he started studying the strength and weaknesses of the human mind. He got to experience hypnosis for the first time, and once he tapped into the hidden power within the subconscious mind, there was no going back. Through hypnosis, his clients experienced major shift in their lives emotionally and mentally in order to live closer in their truth and their goals. They reported back that they overcome fears and barriers that are decades old and became ready to take on new opportunities in their life. Johnny's goal is to facilitate a life-changing experience that allows his clients to have breakthroughs and not only heal, but create renewed sense of happiness and more fulfilled trajectory in life. Johnny is a certified transformational coach and board certified hypnotist. He has studied with both transformational life coach and motivational speakers like Lisa Nichols and master hypnotherapist Tom Silver, among many others. So, hey, and welcome, Johnny. Thank you, thank you. So, do you want to start, like, to tell a little bit about yourself? Sure, thank you. Um, I'm honored to be on the show, and just want to give a shout-out to my friend, Michael Mayo, who uh, introduced me to you guys. Uh, and so, yeah. Um, well, I'm, it's really cool to be interviewed by a fellow Norwegian. Uh, you know, I was born and raised in Oslo, Norway. And at the age of 21, I moved to the United States, been, you know, living in Oregon for a little bit, New Mexico, and then I've been in San Diego, California for the last 10 plus years. Um, and uh, yeah, just kind of interesting how life took me here. It wasn't necessarily planned, but I guess like a common theme or a red thread throughout my life is that I just follow my heart to the best of my ability and it's taken me some pretty cool places. Uh, I think from an early age, I was like, very curious about well i always love to study people and especially like musical artists and people who have sort of kind of like made it right and reading their biographies and just kind of understanding wh where do they come from how do they start and how do they end up changing their lives completely to where they're at right now you know being super successful and very little of that was actually planned for, for, for most people. And I think that's just such an interesting perspective to how, like, we don't necessarily always have to plan our lives to the smallest detail, but just kind of go along with life, follow the flow of life and, and see what happens. Because ultimately, I think, you know, if you want to look at it from a spiritual perspective, you know, our soul, you know, comes from a place before we were born. And I think we come with some predestined life points, if you will. So... Yeah, here I am, 
talking to dead people and I also do hypnosis on people. Never thought that was ever going to happen, right? <laughs> Man, that sounds really cool, actually. Yeah, I enjoy it. <laughs> so what do you do? Um, like you're a hypnotist and a medium. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the way I got into all this stuff, you know, I was 18 living in Norway. Uh, and I remember, I don't even know how old you are, Stine. You probably weren't born yet. Uh, but back in Norway at that time, they had a TV show called uh, like the power of the spirit. Right. And it was like a lot of ghost hunting shows. And, you know, looking back at it, I, I'm not sure I fully agree with the way they did all that stuff, but, um, but it got me interested in, you know, life after physical death and, and the continuous life of the soul. And, um, I got introduced to a medium back then. Her name was Iris Hall. She was from England and I went to her uh, mediumship demonstration and, uh, she brought through my grandmother and that was kind of like how my whole journey on that path started and, uh, did several workshops got with like-minded people, you know, we would sit in development circles and, uh, I just had a really cool, a lot of cool experiences, you know, connecting with spirit, blending with spirit. And, um, and ultimately what it is, it's just connecting with that, that loving aspect of our own soul, which was so, such a profound change for, for me. And I'm glad I found out at an early age because it, it helped cultivate the, uh, my own intuition and my own love for self and my own ability to to trust myself and take me some really cool places. So, yeah, that's kind of how it all started and unfolded. I love that. How did you get into hypnosis? Yeah, so with hypnosis, that was uh, many, many years later after I moved to the States. I was working uh, with a, um, well, I was working with a transformational coach. Her name is Lisa Nichols, as you mentioned earlier. And um, one of her clients happened to be a hypnotherapist. And I didn't know what that was. I didn't know much about hypnosis at all. She talked to me about, you know, the subconscious mind and how important it is to, to, to figure out, you know, what lives in the subconscious mind and what kind of subconscious beliefs we hold about ourselves. Uh, so it was just a casual conversation that led into her taking me under her wing, mentoring me, guiding me, certifying me through her organization. And that's how I became a hypnotist. Uh, I think what stood out for me was the fact that when people try to create a change in their lives, you know, people get very heady. They use their, the willpower to create a change and the, the very logical, critical part of the mind, which is actually the weakest part of our mind. And so what people don't always realize, and I didn't realize this either, is like the power of the subconscious mind and how it plays out in what we want to create in life. So let's say someone wants to, you know, quit smoking or they want to focus on a goal and become successful in, in their career. But if the subconscious mind has an idea or limiting belief that that things, um, you know, standing out there being successful requires me to be seen. For a lot of people that makes them very uncomfortable and they may not be ready for that so if that's the underlying belief of the success that people are trying to create uh, you know we're going to end up self-sabotaging and so once i realized that for me and my own self my own subconscious belief and and now also working with my own clients it's um it's quite remarkable how easily it is to to change for people once they tackle their subconscious belief because I, it's it's the most powerful part of the mind 
you know, they say that the subconscious mind is 90 to 95% more powerful than your thinking mind. And so unless the subconscious mind is on board with the change that you're trying to create, it's very hard to see, uh, to see change in results. What kind of people do you typically work with? All kinds of people. And that's what I love about what I do. I have people who want to create, you know, they want to quit a negative habit. You know, maybe they're smoking too much. Maybe they, they're drinking too much soda, uh, you know. And then last two weeks ago, actually, I got a new client. She's a pilot. And, you know, she just wants to feel more confident when she's flying. And I'm like, that's great. And she's a, she's a budding pilot. She's not a commercial pilot or anything. Um, but she's something she wants to do as a hobby. And so, you know, working with her was really cool. And, and then I have people who grew up with, you know, parents who talk down to their children and, you know, may have created a very limiting um, belief they hold about themselves in regards to not feeling so confident and not feeling good enough. And, um, and, and they see how that shows up in their lives. You know, I think for a lot of people, if they, they, you know, meet people or they even want to date people, but they have this underlying belief that, you know, they don't feel good enough and they don't feel worthy enough of having something amazing. You know, they, they attract the same kind of negative partner over and over. And so it's just been interesting to, to work with people on that level too, and helping them break that pattern of um, negativity, if you will. So yeah, I, I have all kinds of clients and it's very diverse and I love that. Do you meet your clients um, like physically or can you do it over um, video calls and stuff like that too? Sure, that's a great question. You know, I, I do both. And so initially I started out seeing I was just practicing on my friends uh, and people that they would just come over to my house and I was just like, Hey, let me try this on you. Like this new skill that I have and, uh, kind of doubting it honestly in the beginning. Cause I wasn't sure like, is this actually working? And then always checking in with them after I was like, was it good for you? And they're like, yeah, that was amazing. I was like, so it helped get that, you know, reassurance that this actually works. Obviously I knew for myself that it worked because I had tried hypnosis many, many times on myself and been hypnotized. And I saw the amazing profound changes that happened in my life. Uh, so yeah, I do both. Um, as long as the person or the client can hear me and, and they can be comfortable in their own physical space, you know, it doesn't really matter if I do it in person or over a zoom or a video chat because hypnosis is self hypnosis. Uh, I'm not doing anything crazy or anything like that. You know, it's the client themselves that's in charge of the session. I'm just facilitating it and guiding them to get to that place of. Uh, what hypnosis is, which is a state of physical relaxation and magnified concentration. It's pretty diverse. Is there like a certain bias maybe or misconception that you kind of have to work through with some clients that maybe come in with an idea about what hypnosis is or what it should do for them? Like, sure. Do you find yourself educating clients a lot? Yeah. Uh, the people who are the most resistant usually have the best results. Uh, which is interesting, I think. A lot of people think hypnosis is a trance state or that they're going to somehow be unconscious, but it's very different. So hypnosis is it's a state of physical relaxation where your body and every muscle in your body is relaxing, but then your mind is actually magnifying the concentration or its ability to concentrate. It's kind of similar to if you ever done a yoga class at the end, you know, you do the, um, the relaxing resting pose at the end. Uh, Shavasana, I think it's called. Uh, and so a lot of times you're in a state of 
perfect physical relaxation but then at some point your mind just kind of takes over and it it's a very emotional part of the mind that kind of merges it's that subconscious part of the mind and so i always have to like reassure people like you're fully in control there's nothing dangerous what's really neat about the subconscious mind is that it wants you to feel loved protected and and secure and so i always tell people you know i cannot suggest anything that would put you in harm's way so uh, I always like to reassure people that we own, we all have our own inner gatekeeper that wants us to feel uh, good and protected. So yeah, I think that's like the biggest misconception that people have about hypnosis. You know that people see like stage hypnosis shows from Las Vegas and whatever, and I've I've been to them. They're awesome. They're hilarious, but it's not the kind of hypnosis that I do. Uh, you know, it's very different. So yeah. So you're not going to have people like uh, walking around, you know, like barking like dogs. And... <laughs> no, 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 not done that. I mean, I, I sometimes I like to throw in like a fun thing at the end, you know, like, oh, when I scratch my nose, you laugh hysterically and things like that, uh, like a post-hypnotic suggestion. But, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. Like That's that. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very cool, you know, like another thing is like people don't understand why hypnosis is so powerful. And the reason is because the subconscious mind doesn't understand the difference between imagination and reality. So when you're in that perfectly receptive state of hypnosis, you'll adapt to new suggestions as if it was true right there, right then, and instantly. Uh, and that's why it's so profound in, in creating change in people's life. You know, I've had clients, they've, they've, done, they've gone to talk therapy and I'm not dissing talk therapy. I think it's great. I think it's very helpful to like help people organize their thoughts, but it doesn't always, you know, address the root issue, which is a very somatic experience or subconscious experience for most people, you know, after a couple of sessions, you know, they feel much better than they have after years of talk therapy because the subconscious mind is always in charge. It's always in control. It's like that dominating voice. And, most of the time, people aren't even aware of the conversation that they have in the subconscious mind because it's, again, sub-unconscious, right? We, we don't really always pay attention to it. And so after each session, you know, when I work with clients, like I just encourage people to, to be with themselves and sit with themselves and get to know their own soul self because the more you're in touch with your own inner truth, you know, it's, it's, it's harder for you to, to veer off the path of where you're trying to go. Do you have a unique story or experience that you have with hypnosis? Yeah, I guess from, from myself, my own experience with it, you know, when I had it done for, for the first time, I had a lot of anger come up. And, you know, people look at me, they think I'm pretty even keel and very mellow and calm and stuff. Um, <laughs> But I, on the inside, I guess not always. And so when I did this, when I had this hypnosis session done to me, I, uh, I just, I felt like this surge of rage come up and then I was able to let it go in that same session. So it was almost like I had to, and I think that that anger has been with me for, for many, many years. And it's probably shown up in some of my behaviors in some ways without me actually realizing it. So it's very helpful, like to kind of connect the dots and, you know, like my behavior stems from a root belief or a root cause. And, and then the anger again, you know, wasn't necessarily that the, the primary emotion it was more like the secondary emotion. I think was underneath that was just like sadness, sadness that I wasn't living my true authentic uh, life 
or, you know, as I think I should live my life. And um, so, yeah, it was almost like a grieving process, you know, and I think that's what the anger represented. It's like realizing and coming to terms with, you know, I've, I've done things that I've said yes to a lot more things than I should have said no to. And so it was very helpful to like help me just own my truth, own my power and uh, be comfortable with who I am. Yeah, that's beautiful. I can imagine, like, I feel still in Norway, it might be a little bit taboo to be like mediumship or hypnosis and stuff like that. How was it for you when you started getting into it? Um, did did yeah. you talk to people or did you feel like you had to hide it? So that's a great question. And I, I've been thinking a lot about that. And this was, gosh, I'm 37. So I was 18 when I started all this. Like, you do the math. I mean, it's been a few years. When I started doing that in Norway, you know, the spiritual, the mediumship, the meditation, I was open with the fact that I was into spirituality and that I was doing meditation, but I left it at that. You know, when friends and family asked, I never said like, um, I, I talked to dead people <laughs> because I, I, again, this is a reflection of me, right? I feared the judgment because I wasn't comfortable owning that truth or that, that side of me. Uh, and then, you know, moving to America was just such a positive experience for me because it was very accepted here. Uh, again, you know, it's a big country and it kind of depends on what, what crowd you're hanging out with for sure. Uh, but I guess I found my people here. Um, yeah, but yeah, and, and even in Norway too, you know, I think like it's a very secular society, not a very faith-based society. The mediumship kind of at least from my friends that I knew who were into it, kind of opened up the door for them to, to find a type of spirituality or connect with their own souls in, in a way that uh, we didn't know about growing up. So um, yeah, definitely some tab taboo around it, but I don't know, just, it, it's like, it's everywhere now. It's really hard to, to doubt these things. And I've had many profound experiences and I've witnessed other people have great experiences and, I think the majority of the people that I know in my life right now, they believe in it. So yeah, it's been, you know, an interesting journey. Are you comfortable sharing any profound experiences with us today about what's changed or impacted your life? Sure. And in, in terms of what spirituality or any, anything, spirituality, the mediumship, the hypnotist, yeah. whatever you want. Well, I think the first encounter I had with a medium, you know, was a very life-changing experience when she brought through my grandmother and described her personality and that she's still around. And, and since then I've had, you know, many other mediums do similar readings for me. And just knowing that, you know, our loved ones, they're still around us. They still, they're not dead. And I think that was like a big, like a hormone for me. And, it, and something that, it, you know, keeps changing for me every year that goes by. It just, it becomes more and more real. I think the closer I get to my tra own transition date, which hopefully will be a long time from now, but uh, I just have like this understanding and this knowing and this comfortability, knowing that our souls, they, they're, they, they're not going anywhere. It's energy. It's just changing its form. It's, always around so and like and i guess like the collectiveness of all souls together representing that consciousness or you know what you would call a higher power or god and that we're all part of that has been a really cool thing for me to tap into uh as i live my own personal human life right and so 
it's just, it's really built my own confidence. It's built my own trust in myself and in the universe that, you know, when we go through trials and tribulations, it's usually to get to, you know, the core of who we're supposed to be. And it's that like the love for self and knowing that we'll be fine regardless of whatever happens in life. So yeah, I would say that's a pretty drastic change because I, um, yeah, I mean, growing up, I, I, I didn't grow up with religion or anything. My grandmother is religious and she would pray and taught me prayer, which is awesome. But um, I think when I was 16, I had my confirmation like the day after I was like, I don't want to be part of the church anymore. So I actually mailed in the, my resignation. Like I didn't want to be in the register anymore. <laughs> and then I found mediumship and spirituality and that took my faith to a whole different place that I didn't anticipate, which I'm very grateful for. That's awesome. Thank you. When you were younger, did you have any episodes where you felt like, oh, okay, there's more to this uh, life than just the humans or the physical? Yeah, uh, not so much until I was 18. Up until then, I'm not one of those mediums who had like, I didn't necessarily see spirit as a kid. And I think a lot of people like who go out on this journey, like wanting to become a medium, you know, they think like, oh, I can't do like I didn't. I wasn't a child prodigy where I saw spirits everywhere, right? And I, I didn't either. Looking back, like I'm, there's probably been some episodes where I can pinpoint like, okay, that was probably spirit trying to come through to me in some ways. But yeah, I, I don't think it's like, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> it took me somewhere else. When you were younger, if you had any experiences where you kind of thought like oh there has to be more to this earth than just like the physical oh uh, yeah yeah i yeah definitely through seeing mediums where where they bring through past loved ones and they actually bring through the evidence you know some some mediums are amazing at bringing names and facts they're like there's no shadow of doubt like this is real uh but more so from the perspective that, that i have right now as a hypnotist and a medium I think growing up, I always relied so much on my own willpower and my own thinking, like human thinking, and it never took me anywhere. It just caused more trouble, it seemed like, and, you know, going through years of some, you know, depression and, well, not the, yeah, I guess you could say depression because I wasn't really connected to my own higher self where I lived in my head. And, and that's another thing in growing up in Scandinavia, like we're so heady and we're using our brains very, very much. And, um, and so when I started doing a lot of meditation through the, the people that, would, that I would meet, it opened up my mind to stop relying on my own thoughts as much and just trusting and just cultivating this inner intuition, this inner feeling that I'm going to be okay as long as I follow my heart. Because like I think of my heart as like my my door, my window to a higher power and whatever feels good in my heart. I'm like, okay, let's go for it. Like I don't doubt things as much anymore. So that's been a major change for me um, where I don't really doubt that this is real, you know? That's really exciting because we've been talking to people, you know, um, and doing several interviews and everyone says the same thing, you know, follow your heart. Yeah, and it works. I was just going to say like some of the pe people, clients that I work with, you know, they're some of them are miserable and they're they've tried everything else and they don't understand that 
because they're not listening to what their higher self is telling them, you know, they enter these stages of depression and misery. And I'm like, you don't have to live like that. If you just start to do what your soul is telling you to do by listening to your own soul, your life will drastically change for the better. What do you think keeps people from doing that? That's a great question. I think fear, obviously, um, but maybe there's a fear of, I think when people don't trust themselves, they have a hard time trusting something else or other than, than themselves. Uh, and, and people always look outside of themselves for, for comfort and help. Some people do that through drugs, alcohol. Some do that through um, relationships. You know, they can't be on their own. They're always dating someone and they hate the fact that they have to sit with themselves and be with themselves. And I think if people just learn to be more comfortable sitting in their own presence with their own soul, their own higher self, like their lives would drastically change. So I think it's just like the, then that initial hurdle obstacle. But again, as we know, once you start to sit with yourself and you get to know yourself, there's many layers to the mind and human psyche and i've experienced that myself also like it's not always pleasant <laughs> so i think people are just people don't like pain and i get it because i think emotional pain is far greater than any physical pain uh, that i i have experienced and so um yeah i think people just need to learn to sit with themselves and be be, be with themselves and, and start to trust that you know things will work out for them if they just leave it alone you know do you ever combine being a hypnotist and a medium like in any i don't know if there's a way that you do you combine both of them on some level i do when i first started out being a hypnotist i would always read the scripts you know that I would get from my structure like you know this client has a problem with xyz so i would find a script that would match that and follow it to a t because i was like i don't know how to do this like i didn't trust myself but the more I've been doing it, you know, I don't use scripts at all anymore. I think that was just like the first year I was doing hypnosis just to get comfortable with it. Now it's like I, I feel the energy of my client and I, I go into their subconscious mind together with them as I'm guiding them there. And I become aware, I guess you could th say through like a psychic faculty or a sense that, you know, I sense what what's needed and I sense and I can also physically see, you know, when I'm touching on to something that they're, you know, if there's a pain point or, you know, if the words that I'm saying is triggering a reaction, you know, I can always uh, redirect or even lean more into that area. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's more like a state of heightened sensibility or sensitivity and, and focus for me as well. Because every time I hypnotize one of my clients, I, I'm also hypnotizing myself to some degree. And so, yeah, and once you're in that state, and this is another cool thing about hypnosis, it's like you're lowering your brainwave frequencies. As you know, we're talking right now, we're in the beta brainwave state because we're fully alert and present. The second, you know, we close our eyes, we take a deep breath, we tap into the alpha brainwave state. And sometimes we can go all the way now to a theta or delta brainwave state. But it's also in that realm that spirit is able to communicate with us. When we raise our vibration, we lower our brainwave frequencies, but we're raising our soul vibration. That's when spirit has an easier entry point into our own mind. And so, yeah, I'm definitely influenced by spirit and to some degree when I do hypnosis with my clients and the client themselves also, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's very awesome and powerful that way.
do you advertise that like in any way or are you are no more drawn to you or do you try to keep it separate i i'm very open about what i do and if the client wants to know about it for sure you know in some ways you know i explain that i'm very intuitive when i work with my clients but then there are other clients who are just like a matter of fact and i'm like okay let's just keep it matter of fact and uh i don't always have to like go that deep with them you know uh, how would you define mediumship to like a beginner Ah, that's a good question. How would I define mediumship? You know, my understanding of what mediumship is today, and it'll probably change, you know, tomorrow, <laughs> as it has since the beginning, I, since the beginning when I started doing it. Uh, essentially, it's it's mind to mind communication, soul to soul communication. With the only difference is that my soul is in my physical body, and spirits soul is outside of their body you know the the body has had a physical death but the soul is still there uh and that's the other cool thing is like we're we're just vibration meeting another vibration and ultimately we're all connected through the same vibration right but through adjusting my focus and awareness by tuning inward it's like it's like this portal entry or frequency or radio thing that i can access different energies and different frequencies uh, or more, maybe it's the other way around, like where they're actually coming through to me, because I don't usually like send out my energy to to meet them. It's usually the other way around where they're seeking to come to, through me, if that makes sense. Uh, obviously, it's a, you know, partnership. And I guess it's also okay to talk about, you know, how some people are fearful of, of negative spirits and, and bad spirits. And that's never been my case. I never encountered a unpleasant mediumship reading by any sorts. Uh, I would also like to think that, you know, fear is a very human emotion that's created in the human mind. And when the physical body dies, I don't think that we bring fear with us to the other side. Now, I think there are different levels of, of awareness and consciousness on the other side, but, but I don't ever fear it. And I think a lot of people have fear around mediumship also. Uh, but I just like to think of it as like a family reunion, you know, you're meeting your past loved ones who's on the other side, hanging out. And uh, ultimately, where are we going to go when, when our bodies die? Well, it's like you were saying earlier. I mean, I'm much older than you, but I feel like as I'm getting older and closer to the end, I take comfort in knowing that this isn't it. There's, right. you know, it's so it's a beautiful it, it brings comfort in a weird way it really does and there's nothing to fear i i really don't fear honestly i'm kind of excited about the day when i when it's my turn i'm in no hurry to to go but uh i because like yeah the, the the soul i mean my human body is not it's not me it's not my soul it's just a role that my soul has taken on in this lifetime and i think I've, we've had many lifetimes as i'm sure you, you probably believe also um where you know we take on different lessons and things we have to learn and um yeah i agree that i don't fear it at all i'm already making a list for things to do in my next lifetime that i know i'm not going to get to this time around. <laughs> i'm like I'll check that off next left time. I don't have time for it now. I'll do it. I next love time. that. I love <laughs> that. And how did you two connect? Because you're in different parts of the world. Yeah. So I'm in Chicago. Stina's in Norway. And we actually connected through classes, like clairvoyance classes. Okay. Um, they're like advertising medium, uh, meditation classes. Nice. Um, but really, it was connect, you know, like uh, fine tuning our abilities and tapping into the clairvoyance 
mainly it was clairvoyance. You know, when you start to uh, develop one, the other ones kind of kick in naturally also. So the clairsentience right. and all those other ones, which are fun. And yeah, we so we actually have, um, we started a school. It's called Vision of Profound Healing. Okay. And through that, we're starting, you know, we're doing this, not starting, this is our second season of right. Vision Chat and just uh, interviewing different people from different backgrounds and wanting to put it out there for people that are interested in, you know, their, their own spiritual journeys and just kind of providing information and resources to people. I love that. And do you find that people are receptive to it and open to it? Well, it's like you said, right? You find your people. Yeah. And you find your communities. And um, I think more people are interested in it now than in the past. So I don't know. How do you, what do you think, Stina? Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's more people that are listening to it than I would ever think of mm. when we started and stuff like that. But How do you feel like people are receptive to it in Norway, like in 2024? Well, to be honest, I'm not really going around and be like, hey, I have this website and I'm teaching people to <laughs> open up. <laughs> I'm more like, oh, I meditate. Um, yeah. And I'm spiritual. And yeah. I leave it at that, kind of. But I think I'm growing into being more proud and being more open to be like, yeah, I'm actually doing this and we want to learn or like show people that they can learn to open up to um, and to trust themselves and to get across the fact that you have your own answers and you are kind of sitting like with everything. You just need maybe some guidance or to take away the fear because I feel like there's a lot of fear and yeah. maybe a lot of uh, knowledge that is not in our culture about it. And that's why they're like judging it or fearing it. Yeah. Because we only see it on like TV shows or like horror movies and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's true. And, uh, but I think it's awesome what you two are doing and just, you know, letting people know about what's out there and what's actually possible for themselves too. And that's what I love about the work that I do. It's just, you're opening people's minds to realize, Hey, there's a lot more between, you know, the ground and the, 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 the sky, you know, and everything in between, which is awesome. Is there any advice you will give to somebody that is interested in exploring or just like is a beginner? I, you know, I think one of my biggest gifts in life has just been my curiosity of things. And I think if anyone is just slightly curious about meditation, life after death, hypnosis, the human mind, just seek out the information, you know, talk to like-minded people, ask questions. I, I ask a lot of questions and it's gotten me to where I am today because I'm naturally curious and I'm not afraid to follow my curiosity. So that, I think that would be my advice for people. Just um, take, take, do the workshops, you know, read the books, YouTube is amazing. There's so many resources this day and age. You know, it's very different when I was 18. Uh, I don't think we had YouTube even back then. <laughs> I sound really old when I say it, say it like that. <laughs> I don't feel old. Uh, yeah, just like get information and, and don't be, I think a lot of people are really fearful of like exploring their own curiosity because they, they, they listen to society and the norms and that 
you know, they have some shame around having a desire or curiosity about, you know, not just spirituality, but it could be a lot of different things in life. But I think we're naturally curious because our soul is got wants to guide us to that place of learning more and, and understanding more uh, the reasons behind our curiosity. So yeah, just trusting people and trust themselves. Do you have any favorite books that you, that maybe changed your life or that you really like or that you recommend? Yeah, I'm not a big book reader, but there's definitely been some staple books throughout my life. Um, right now, I'm reading a one by Marianne Williamson called A Return to Love, where she talks about the principles uh, from the Course in Miracles. Uh, I'm very curious about love and dating and relationships and dynamics between people and souls. And uh, what's coming out for me from that book, it's, you know, how you meet someone you really, you really like, and then all your insecurities are being triggered. Maybe your abandonment wounds are triggered or your anxiousness or clinginess. And like, it shows up in our behavior. And I'm like, why is it like that? And why is this love power so, so strong and so forceful? And so it's just really been uh, helpful to me to understand that you know, these things are coming up in, in love connections because we now have an opportunity to heal those aspects of our own mind and soul. So that is a, a book that I recommend to everyone I talk to, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. And then another book is The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, which is a very cool book. Also, I, I think all these things are just talking about non-attachment to who we are and that we're not our thoughts we're not our mind per se it's just a part of who we are and so it's been interesting to just learn to observe myself from from a different perspective uh, and it's given me some comfort and relief that oh thank god i'm not my thoughts because <laughs> my thoughts are pretty weird sometimes <laughs> as i'm sure any human can relate to yeah, you're not alone with right. <laughs> Want to tell us a little bit about where people can find you and what you're offering? Yeah, sure. So I'm on Facebook, Johnny Torgerson. I'm on Instagram, Hypnosis with Johnny. My website, JohnnyTorgerson.com, or even just type in Hypnosis with Johnny.com. No H in Johnny. And yeah, I offer classes on and workshops on. Um, hypnosis i do like intro events for hypnosis for people who just want to like check it out and see what it feels like if it's something that would you know resonate with them i'm gonna also later in this year do the same for mediumship and host some circles which i used to do in the past it's been a couple of years since i've done that so i'm excited to get back into that and um yeah i have a feeling i'll be doing some more more events some mediumship demonstrations also so um yeah just follow me on my website and my social medias yeah, that's nice. Do you want to talk a little bit more about the circles that you have or for people that doesn't really know what a circle is? Yeah, sure. That's a great question. A circle sounds kind of random. <laughs> so the circle, like the, the whole intent of a circle, and that's how I started my development as a medium, is that you, you, back then, you know, we would, we'd never did things online. We would all just do it in, in a physical space. And, and, and I do both now, but the idea is that you physically sit in a circle in the same room, in the same space, and you all meditate together. You fine tune your own soul energy to that of to, to, to align with spirit's energy. And so you have this blending going on in the development circle. And there are many different purposes of the circle. 
can be different focuses and intentions. Sometimes you want to practice just being a psychic, which is great. Sometimes you want to blend with spirit and bring through messages. Sometimes you just want to let spirit work on your own energy and fine tune you as a medium or an instrument, which is uh, another really powerful uh, circle. So uh, it's all just love. There's not no nothing dangerous going on there. And there's no like uh, worship of the devil or anything like that. Uh, it's just a very loving, profound experience. And every time I've hosted a circle or I've been in a circle, I've always, every single time left feeling like I'm on cloud nine because it's just such a lovely feeling honestly so yeah in a nutshell that's what a, a circle is and um and i i guess a byproduct of that is that you connect with your own soul you connect with your own self and you get to know yourself in, in a way that you know maybe you haven't before so yeah it's quite quite beautiful it sounds very healing yeah i'm sure you've had the same experience too being in circles or just you know doing this kind of work it is very healing yeah Thank you for listening to Vision Chat. You can find more about us at visionofprofoundhealing.com where we offer readings, courses, and classes.